off that sound. Oh, I love that music. That was great about the that was what was great about the eighties is that the music, especially, it just smiled. It was always just happy. It was just happy. Um, every the clothes, everything smiled. It was weird clothes, very colorful, but it was the the clothes, the music, everything was happy. Even when the music was like the the lyrics were sad, the music was happy, like the Smiths. And I don't I don't like Morrissey, at all. I don't appreciate that person in one bit. Um, he doesn't hold common sentiment as myself. So who, you know, who cares what he thinks? He says he's got a big mouth. You know, some people would say I have a big mouth. I don't know, but you know, Morrissey. You know who who asked you? Like who asked you? So just be quiet. Um, people stop talking about LeBron. Uh. The, that guy, if you don't know who LeBron is, that's okay. He's irrelevant person, really, in the scheme of things. He's just somebody in the pop culture. Uh, he's a basketball player. He plays professional basketball. People go and pay money to watch uh, basketball games. Uh, people play basketball. And they play this game, and lots of people like to see this. And it, it generates a lot of money. A lot of, and, uh, so the people that play it, they're, they're wealthy. And the the and they get a lot of sponsors from you know product uh, sponsors and endorsements. There's a difference between a sponsor and an endorsement. A sponsor is just uh, somebody you do commercials for and and spots and uh, ads and things. Whereas endorsement is you are never seen in public without that label on you. Like that's why you never see Tiger without the the Nike swoosh. I think, you know, most of the Nike endorsers. So they play basketball and people pay him money. So this this person, LeBron James, people listen to what he says sometimes. At least it's it's if it's not, if it doesn't have substance, it certainly has sensationalism. So is that a word? I think that was, I, why else would I use it? It must be, it can't be in there for no reason. My brain, I mean. So uh, Bill Maher, Bill Maher went off, Bill Maher of all people. I, I've been told recently by a very, very smart person, a very smart person, a uh, person with a lot of uh, hmm, a lot of life experience. It was life experience similar to my own in a lot of ways. And uh, that unique perspective this guy has. And uh, he's a smart dude. And he said, uh, you know, if somebody got you, Steve, and they, 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 this, and I, you know, I would, I don't know if it's humility or shyness, but, or lack of confidence or what, but I would never say this about myself. But this guy, he said, you know, and, and he comes from, I, I'll just tell you, he comes from an, uh, authoritarian, uh, an authoritative position, a position of authority on this topic, like, you know, broadcasting or, you know, voice, um, production. Um, radio show kind of stuff, marketing, things like that. I don't know what the terms are. And I see, I don't even know what the, the vernacular is for that field. So he uh, podcasts. So he said, you know, if somebody grabbed you and, and just kind of honed you and kind of went, you know, do this, do it this way, just sort of developed you a little bit, you would be like the, the, the conservative Bill Maher. And I took that as I thought, yeah, you know, it's like, it's like Michael Savage meets Mark Levin. That's cool. Um, I can, I, yeah, 
I could live with that. But Bill Maher, of all people, who I've always thought is a maniac and just says stuff for the the bang, bang, you know, it, he's it's a shot. I don't want to say shock value, but he he's edgy and he, I, you know, I always got it from I always got from Bill Maher that he he believed what he was saying. I'll, I'll give him that. He he, you know, you can't be that cutting and edgy and really just like he he ticks people off when he gets to it. You know, whether he's right or wrong or whatever whether it's offensive, whether he, the way he says it is like, okay, dude, that's, you know, society isn't there yet. It was like in the eighties, you couldn't slip the, you know, the F word in here and there on the news and have people not go nuts about it. But you know, now it's going to happen. Like, Oh, it's a blooper. Oh shoot. Somebody said, you know, some Antifa said the F word in the background um, about America. You know, we'll let that slip through. That'll slip past the censors. But, but, you know, Prager, you won't slip past the censors apparently now or Project Veritas. But Bill Maher was talking about, uh, it, it says Bill Maher attacks the leftist narrative and he just gives statistics like how 33% of people under 30, like he says, Bill Maher says this, mind you, Bill Maher, I'm paraphrasing Bill Maher. He says from memory this afternoon. He goes, you know, 18, he gets on this thing about, he does a, a monologue, it's rant, like for a minute, about two minutes or something about uh, 18 to 34 year olds. And he says, you know why they're the, the most targeted demographic for advertisers and, you know, media and, and uh, big tech and everybody, everybody making money, you target them because they're the ones that spend the most money. And the reason is, is they're the dumbest. They don't have the most money. They're the dumbest or the, you know, I would say the most, the, the most inexperienced. You know, they're right at that, that point where they have the most access to funds, whether they're, it's money they earned or somebody else earned, and, and kind of their, their spending time and <laughs> spending period in life. And, and uh, I don't know, he's right. He's right. I mean, it's okay. Maybe you disagree with that. Um, it's funny. And the only thing that makes something funny normally is that there's some truth to it. You go, oh my God, that's true. Shoot, and you, you know, you're like, oh my gosh, that's funny. <laughs> wow, we're getting screwed, you know, usually. But he says 33% of people under the age of 35 say they're in favor of abolishing the police, not just, not just cutting back or defunding, but abolishing them altogether. Like one out of three people under the age of 35. <laughs> and he just, you know, Bill Maher of all people goes off on how stupid that is. And, and he talks about how, you know, 40% think that communism is absolutely a good idea rather than capitalism. And then a, and a, a third or further, like 30%, that's hard to say, a further 30, a further 30% or another 30%, you know, they're not too sure either way, but they're not against trying it out. So 40% think it's, it's under 35, think it's absolutely great. 40% go, no, nah, I don't know. I'd give it a shot. And Another, say, about 30%, hopefully, or so, is like, eh, no way. That's insane. <laughs> so one out of three people go, yeah, the way we're doing it for the last 250-some years is the way we should keep doing it. And two out of three under 35 are going, no, this, the, everything about the way we do things in America, America and its fundamental ideas are, you know, fundamental... <sighs> what makes us America, the, the constitution, 
free market capitalism and the Constitution, the rule of law, equanimity under the law. They don't believe it. They, one out of three of them says, well, no, there shouldn't be any private property. It, it should all go to the state and they should decide who gets what. <laughs> all private property. There should be no private property. So when you start talking about that, that's when the Bill Mars stand up. That's when, that's when, that's when Tom Hanks is going to put down the goblet of you know what, okay, and tell you know who to go sit in the corner for a second. And he's going to stand up and he's going to go, what? Excuse me, sir. What did you just say? You know, when you start to affect them and you start to uh, capital gains tax, that's what Biden wants to do next. Guess who's flipping out? All of his donors. <laughs> Kamala didn't like it either. She said, she said, I don't remember what she said. I just wanted to do Kamala a little bit. <laughs> I haven't seen how she's been dressed lately. We should check that out. We should check that out. The last time I saw her, she looked great. She looked fantastic. Um, her hair has been looking really good. I love it. Uh, Whoever's blow drying her hair, it's fantastic. So, and they're they're keeping her out of the, the, they had her on the tarmac a lot during the campaign, I think. She was out there, the reporters would stop her. Hey, Kamala, you know, did you do anything today? Cool? And, you know, she'd laugh and go, oh man, this is great. It's so much fun. <laughs> but, you know, she didn't, her hair wasn't, it was bad presentation, bad showmanship. Bill Maher says, though, the idea of abolishing the police is, he goes, that's not a policy position. It's a leg tattoo. <laughs> I, thought that, I thought that was funny. That is funny, though. And then what was it? He says, he says uh, Bill Maher says, pining for communism is like pining for Betamax or MySpace. <laughs> Meaning, you know, we've just, we've advanced past it. And he says that the only people that want communism now are these 18 to 34 year olds that are like, you know, if it didn't, you know, if it didn't happen in their lifetime, it, it just, it's irrelevant. You're crazy. You don't know what you're talking about. It's a conspiracy theory. <laughs> if, you, if they didn't experience it in the last 20 years, if it didn't happen since nine 11, they're like, no, you're, you're talking crazy talk now. So, but he points that out. It's like, yeah, <laughs> want to, you know, pining for communism is like pining for Betamax or MySpace. <laughs> That's funny. That cracks me up. But he, he says stuff that makes sense. He, he, he says, you know, the, essentially, you know, what's going around is if you disagree with people on the left now, they say you're a conspiracy theorist or you're a threat to the democracy or you're a terrorist or you're a domestic terrorist or you're a white nationalist or you're a racist or you're a homophobe or you're a sexist if you disagree with them on any of these things. And it's past the point of that even, even that kind of name calling where you get canceled. They don't, there, there is no free speech. There is no theater of debate, arena of debate anymore. They don't want it. And when you have people that are saying, no, we're, we're so we are, if, if somebody, if somebody wants to shut you down, shut your argument down, it's because they can't defeat it. That's all. And they, they know that. So 
And like he's saying, he goes, he says, you know, if the people, you, you'll say, the left will say, well, you just don't understand, old person. You're too old to understand these, these new, you know, awesome ideas we learned at the university for $120,000. And you, you just don't get them. And he's like, yeah, we get it. It's just, I disagree with it. I understand what you're saying. It's just dumb. <laughs> and so, and they don't, you know, when you see, I see an 18 year old wrapped in a Soviet flag, walking up to a microphone in a crowd. <laughs> it's just like, please, you know, you have a bedtime. <sighs> so now the other thing I wanted to talk about, <clears throat> I have allergies today. Weird. Um, there's this guy at work, right? He's a he's a little older than me. He's a little older than me. So he says, I walk in today and there's he's there, a couple other people are there. And he says, Well, you know, I gotta get my tooth pulled. This tooth's pulled. It's bad too. What do you mean? Oh, I just it's it's this really, you know, I don't like going to the dentist either. And I was like, I'll just get Apparently he's got to have, he's got to go to like three different specialists to make sure they do, they do this right. And, and, you know, and you get older stuff, everything's more complicated. I think I say his age, my age, our age. So, and we start talking about the different procedures you get when you're middle age. And it's like the unpleasantries that, yeah, you know, are, are, are looming <laughs> and, and, uh, you guys, you just have to endure. And we're talking, I said, Oh, they, I didn't know they put you to sleep for that one. I've been terrified for that one. And then we talked about this other procedure. It's like, oh, no, they'll knock you out for that, too. You'll get general anesthetic for that. <laughs> so it felt a lot better. And uh, so he's talking about the dentist. I said, just get anesthesia. They'll knock you out for that. That's like oral surgery, I think. They'll knock you out. I say, I say knock you out. Um, the last UFC event was so good. It's still on my mind. I'm thinking of knocking. Knock so anyway, <laughs> I said, just ha get the anesthesia. And he says, I can't. And he's terrified, like this is for like 10 minutes and I'm, I'm doing things around the office there. And he's like, God, I can't, you know, he's, he's in agony thinking about it. He's got to go in a few days or something. Like you're going to, I thought, how are you, you're tearing yourself apart. The anxiety attack you're having that you're giving yourself right now is worse than anything you're going to experience at the dentist. It's so funny. It's like resisting. The, just saying, well, it's going to, yeah, the dentist is going to hurt or it's going to be uncomfortable. It's going to be unpleasant. It's going to be painful. There's going to be pain there. And now the more I try to resist that, go, God, it's, oh, how do I get out of this? Or how do I, how will I do it? How will I, do, oh, it's coming up and it's going to be, that is more than pain. That's suffering. That's suffering. So when you're resisting pain, you're suffering. That's a Buddhist tenet. So, I was thinking about it and I thought, yeah, the guy's anxiety is more painful than the pain of the dentist. So the anxiety is suffering because it's, it's long-term. The dentist is going to take an hour or 20 minutes. And I said, just get the anesthesia. See? All the anxiety goes away. Just get the anesthesia. And anesthesia is cool. <laughs> so <laughs> that's cool. That's weird. It's cool though. Well, you know, you can die. And my wife doesn't want me to, to die. You know, she doesn't, because dying would be like, okay. You know, you have like a five times, 500% higher chance of walking into Safeway and dying of COVID. 
I'm pretty like I that's probably accurate. That's probably in the ballpark that kind of figure. And you know, getting COVID and dying, especially at his hour, my age. And <laughs> I thought, well, so whose pain or suffering is assuaged by you not getting the anesthesia? So the other person will not have the anxiety of what if there's like this tiny, 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 you know, and meanwhile, well, I don't want that suffering to go on. So what I'll do is I'll endure my suffering. I don't want that anxiety over there to happen, even though that's that one's experience to have for their themselves. You're supposed to have the experiences you're supposed to have, but there, there you go. Maybe he's supposed to be doing what he's doing and assuaging that anxiety in that. He's supposed to be feeling that for that person. Maybe that's the case. But it goes to show, you see, and I'm supposed to be sitting here thinking about it. That's how it works. That's how the energy works. Everybody is exactly where they're supposed to be doing, exactly what they're supposed to be doing right now is the only time your life's ever going to be happening. Is now. Is now. Don't focus on the past. It's a dream. Don't focus so much on the future. Aim for it. But realize that it's only, the future is just to, when tomorrow on the clock is right now, when right now gets up to there, but it's still just going to be in the now. You're never going to be like, oh, wow, we're in the future. <laughs> You're never in the future. Do you ever say to yourself, wow, we're, here we are in the future. <laughs> wow, here we are up ahead in time. No, you're never in the future. You're always in the now. You're never in the past, except when you're thinking about it, when you're reliving it. Thinking about it is reliving it. Memories are regurgitation, regurgitations of undigested experience. That's an Alan Watts quote. It's pretty fancy. I should quote Rumi on here. Now, I better not do poetry. That would be pretty weird. It's already strange enough. So I'm going to go now. Until next time, I will just say love and blessings. Namaste. Just be glad to be.